it, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. My name is Nick. There's Big J right there. Yeah. 27th day of January 2020. It is a Monday, the final week of the month. Big J, by the time we reach Friday, this month will be over. How is 2020 for you so far? Uh, it's okay, man. Yeah? Solid C? C plus. Okay. So nothing too outrageously good has happened. I think it was a B until yesterday. What happened yesterday? I don't know. Kobe Bryant. Oh, oh, I see. This affects your whole month, huh? Yeah. It's impactful, my friend. Impactful. Were you a big Kobe Bryant fan? Sure. Or was it just the fact that it was so sudden and No, just so 41? sudden, man. I think that the thing that hits me the most about it is his kid. Oh, that's, that is hands uh, down. And, the, and the, uh, the other 13-year-old. Um, yeah. That we don't know much the, about the, the rest baseball of baseball coach's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rough stuff, man. It was uh, it was a dark day yesterday. Yeah, for sure. It is one of those days that makes you want to hug your kids a little bit harder. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, make sure they know that they are loved because yeah, it is one of those deals where, and it, it, it truly is in some ways sad that it takes something like that to happen before we realize that oh geez yes all this the, all this this little thing we call life is pretty fleeting. Yeah. And uh, and at any particular moment it can be gone. Uh, but it, it certainly doesn't hurt that sometimes that stuff reminds us to not take what we have for granted. And so hopefully that was a little bit of self-reflection yesterday for you as well, as it was for me with my children, for sure. It was just like, well, you know, having a 13-year-old is one of those things yeah. that where you just go, Jesus, yeah. God Almighty. I mean, he barely getting started, you know what I mean? Yep. By any stretch of the imagination. And it's just not fair, period. So, uh, hopefully there's a little bit of that going on today, some self-understanding uh, inside you, but uh, we will do our best to make sure that you are at least somewhat entertained. We'll, we'll give you some self-reflection and man up. Oh, yeah, that's right. On top of that, uh, we will do our damnedest to ignore the Grammys, much like they ignored Rock yesterday. Uh, when they start recognizing us, we'll start recognizing Were them. Were they on TV? That? I don't know. Didn't watch a second of it, and I don't feel like I missed a thing. You? No. Good. That's how it should be. I spit on it every time I flew past Channel 2. Well, what a mess your living room must have been. <laughs> I don't flip channels. <laughs> and so uh, we will focus on other things like giveaways, man up, as Big J had mentioned. Uh, plus, we're going to hell as well as some chances for you to win some tickets. But we got some motorhead coming your way. Here comes some Ace of Spades to kick off your Monday morning here on the X-Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. What if I told you, Big J, that reality shows were trendsetters? I don't know. What what, what does that mean? Specifically, American Idol. I mean, uh, because before American Idol, there were a couple of fleeting things that you could do. But it really kind of opened up the eyes as how popular it was to how much people really would... If given the opportunity, get off their ass and do something if it was just on their phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could vote for your favorite contestant on your goofy phone. Oh, yeah. And so now, because... I'm not sure if it's because of that or just because the overall laziness of Americans. You better believe that voting for elections is going to start happening on your smartphone. Recently, it was Washington State that announced that uh, King District voters would be able to cast their ballot for an upcoming local election over the internet via smartphone web browser. Experts say, listen, uh, you know, if you're truly worried about hacking and things like that, this is not a great plan. University of Pennsylvania, Matt Blaze said, uh, it's extremely risky to do things via the internet these days, especially when it comes to voting for a particular election. And that I represent pretty much the consensus of experts. It's, it's, it's probably the least safe way you can go about doing it. But... Safety be damned, because they want to get more people to the polls, you understand? I mean, no matter how many people are voting, voter turnout's still comically low. Right. And for whatever reason that may be, people are starting to think, hey, listen, if more people had the power to vote in the palm of their hand, maybe they'd actually go visit a website as opposed to standing in line for the poll or uh, arguing about getting off of work or whatever the case may be. That maybe, just maybe, that would be the way to get more Americans to actually cast their vote. But then... We're more vulnerable to uh, an issue. So the question is, Big J, what's the answer? Well, here's the point: is that uh, the process of voting is engaging is, is is engaging in the process 
that we have as a democracy of you, uh, you know, and being a part of the conversation of what happens in our government. And, you know, if you just, oh, I'm going to vote for this and have no idea what you're voting for, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't think that the system works that way. And uh, that that's, so I'm okay with a lower voter turnout sometimes if people don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, because y- y- obviously voting takes. Not that that's made a lot of difference no. in the in the history of the United States of America. There's also that. I mean, a lot of times people still don't know who the hell they're voting right. for. It just it's whatever letters next to their name that aligns with somewhat of their beliefs that they end up just voting down party lines, which is uh, another issue altogether. But you know, it, it is true. You should have. I mean, you would think that if you're going to get off your ass, get in your vehicle, drive down to a polling place and have an idea and cast your vote that you actually have some sort of opinion or you have some sort of horse in the race, but that isn't always the case and oftentimes isn't the case. So I'm not sure you can ever engage people, you know, enough to care, but maybe just maybe getting more people to do it might be a way at least to start paying attention a little bit more. Of course, we talked about it to open up the show. The big news yesterday was uh, NBA great Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven other people killed yesterday morning in a helicopter crash in California, about 30 miles outside of Los Angeles. He's only 41 years old. The group was headed to his sports academy for a basketball tournament. There was some morning fog that was dense enough uh, for the L.A. County Sheriff to ground its helicopters, but apparently uh, this was okay for this one to take off. And well, it, no, apparently it, it probably was wasn't. But, I mean, they got the okay. I'm not. I'm sure the pilot didn't, like, ignore orders is what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Uh, of course, uh, Staples Center ended up being a makeshift kind of vigil for Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Uh, of course, that's also where the Grammy Awards are being telecast as well. But there were a bunch of people shouting Kobe and MVP and all sorts of stuff. Uh, lots of cool tributes across the NBA yesterday as the NBA decided to do some games still. Uh, almost every game opened up with a 24-second violation, and then other teams would take an 8-second violation right after that uh, as kind of like a uh, homage to Kobe O'Brien, who, of course, had two numbers during his time as an NBA, uh, 24 and 8. So that was cool. Lots of tears, lots of emotions, lots of you know things involved in all of this stuff. Of course, uh, he played, spent his entire, year with the, his entire career with the Lakers, won five championships, was named NBA Finals MVP twice and league MVP once in 2008. He also won two Olympic gold medals as part of the U.S. Olympic team. And uh, we cannot forget the other people that were involved in that helicopter crash as well. Uh, John Altabelli, the head coach of Southern California's Orange Coach baseball team. His wife, Carrie, their daughter, Alyssa, who played on the same team as Gianna. And so it was uh, quite the scene and a terrible, awful, awful storm that happened yesterday. And it's just uh, crazy to think about. Yep. That, uh, you know, there's, uh, I mean, he had a seven-month-old daughter, you know, and two other kids. So, I mean, three kids total, I should say. So, it was uh, certainly a rough day in the world of sports, without a doubt. Did you watch any of the Pro Bowl? No. You didn't end up well, watching Well, I Pro actually, Bowl. yeah, I take that back. I started to watch, here's uh, almost congruently what happened was when the when the Pro Bowl started is when the news broke uh, about Kobe Bryant. So, what happened was is I had started to watch it and then I was like, oh crap, Booger is doing this sh- stupid game along with Joe Testator. I don't want to watch any of it. And uh, and right as that happened, you know, the, the, the news about Kobe broke. So, I ended up going to ESPN News where they were doing live coverage uh, and then I never came back to the Pro Bowl. Uh, uh, AFC won 38-33 in Orlando. T.J. Watt had an 82-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. Lamar Jackson was named the MVP. Uh, two touchdowns and a pick. And so Calais Campbell of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars was named defensive MVP. And so it was a good game, I guess. I didn't watch a second of it either. So I don't know. Pro Bowl never has really raised my eyebrows, and uh, it will not continue to do so. Uh, bad boys for life, Big J. Flat out hit, dude. Flat out hit uh, as it made another 34 million dollars this weekend it's uh, now north of 120 million dollars in its second weekend out 1917 grabbed 60 million at the box office it passed 100 million dollars here in the states for in its fifth week out Doolittle number three guy richie's the gentleman which is a great movie by the way and you should watch brought in 10 million dollars uh, i'm not sure if that's good or bad to be honest i mean i know it's number four but i'm not sure how much money they were hoping it would make do you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That's a great question. It, it, I, I was kind of a bummer to see it down there at three, but whatever. Four. It was four. Oh, four? Uh, yeah. Uh, Doolittle beat it, for God's sake. Uh, and uh, coming in at number five, the news is worse for The Turning, however. Uh, a horror movie that came out. It manages $7.3 million at the box office, but more impressive than that, Big J, it is the first wide release in movie theaters in three years that got an F cinema score rating, meaning the audience hated it. Like, they, the movies get D's and C's all the time. Wait, which movie is this? The Turning, the horror movie. Oh, that's okay. got the gal from Terminator Dark Fate in it. Uh, and uh, Finn Wolfhard, the, the kid oh, from Stranger right. Things. It ended up getting an F cinema score, which means... Uh, not an F plus? Not an F plus. It's straight out F, meaning almost everybody they talked to coming out of the movie was like, that was a waste of my time, uh, which is never good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Some send nudes. Man up on the way. <laughs> Man Up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yep, and there are uh, certain rules in my house now uh, that uh, that must be followed, Nick, and one of them is I'm not allowed on the ladder. Now, hang on. That's a rule? Yeah, that's now, a rule. Now, is it a rule I, that I, you made up? No, no. I would get yelled at if I were to be seen upon a ladder. And, and is there a reason? Yeah, well, if you look at my body, I'm kind of disproportionately shaped because uh, I'm fat. I got a big belly. So uh, here's what happens is that, you know, I can't hug the close to the ladder. So imagine like an, an A-type ladder and you're going up, but then then there's another object and, and it's at another angle. And that's me going up it, right? So... The uh, you can't get as close to that ladder as you want to get. Right, right. So the likelihood of me falling is even greater. And as I've gotten older, I think it, it is because uh, I'm such a big guy that uh, my I don't know my balance and a lot of other things are way off from what they used to be. I mean, I, I always considered myself quite an athletic person, but as I got fat into my late, you called yourself yeah fat lead. As I got into my late 30s, that went away real fast. I mean, uh, talk about going downhill. I mean, oof. So, uh, yeah, I'm not allowed on the ladder. And then, again, we have this another disappointing thing where we have this weird shelf right below our ceiling. And we like to put stuff. Well, people like to put things there. Decorations. Sure. Uh, so we have, usually during Christmas time, we have Christmas stuff on Is there. this in your living room study? Yes. Okay. yes. It takes up the living room, goes all the way around the kitchen. And I'm familiar. Room. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's been Christmas stuff up there. And, uh, and it was time for that to come down. I was hoping it would just stay up there. The Christmas yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to worry. I mean, who looks up there, really? It's not like a lot of people coming over, not entertained, a bunch of people, but it, whatever. So it's time uh, to, to get that stuff down. And we have a, now a 12-foot ladder because our high link, our ceilings are pretty damn high. Um, so that comes in handy. But help, ha- having to help the wife get up on the ladder, it's just the worst, man. You feel like just like somebody ripped a, ripped your nards off and you don't have any. And you're just uh, some sort of lower life form. I gotta help her up the ladder. I so gotta hold the ladder. it's very demasculating oh, that you're the God. you're at the bottom of that ladder and you can't go up there and I grab mean, stuff. I mean, demasculating is isn't even the right word. It's just subhuman. Feel subhuman. But you do it. Yeah, of course I do it. Now, I mean, do somebody's you, got a spot. Do you verbally complain the entire time? Complain that I can't get up on the ladder? Well, no, just like complain like, oh man, I can't yeah, believe this yeah, is happening. Yeah. It's just one of those. I did. I okay. go. This sucks. I can't. I should be able to get up there. And how does the wife react to it? Well, she listen. The last thing she wants is for me to get hurt. Of course. So uh, yeah, that's why the rule isn't in a, is is there. So I don't get hurt. It's not like because I'm gonna break furniture when I fall off the ladder. But don't you feel like you're at least participating a little bit? You're, you yeah. are. Also, uh, there are probably certain weight standards that the ladder has <laughs> that I exceed. So I'm not sure. About safety that. is uh, paramount in our sure. household. Uh, last time you were on a ladder, Big J. Um, I don't remember. Oh, no. Well, maybe one day. Huh? No. No, I'm okay. Let's get you up on that ladder, baby. Just having to watch the the wife and somebody else do it in my house really sucks. I'm sorry, my friend. But are the decorations down? Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that for another calendar year. Must feel pretty good, right? Feels great. There you go. At least you weren't, like, playing Xbox while it was happening. That would have been a little bit more of a terrible story. Yeah, no, right before and then right after, for sure. Okay. Are we done yet? I gotta get back. Listen, uh, Battlefield doesn't play itself. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your Man Up Monday. Important stuff on the way. Morning After with Nick and Big J. 
Big J, go ahead, book that flight, man. Got any fights, flights planned? Yeah, I do. Namely? Vegas in a month? Yeah, like one month for today, right? Yeah. Uh, and there has never in your lifetime, Big J, been a safer time to fly on a commercial airline than right now. I believe it. Between 2008 and 2017, airline passenger accidents fell significantly compared to the previous decade. As measured per individual passenger boardings globally, that rate is now one death per 7.9 million passenger boardings. That ain't bad, dude. You understand? Yeah. Now, give you an idea, back uh, from 1998 to 2007, it was one per 2.7. So that's pretty crazy. The pace of the environment and improvement has been nice. And there's even safety, further face safety measures being taken. And it's impressive and important for people to bear that in mind. Guess we'll give up comfortability for safety, huh? Yeah. Although I think uh, I'm pretty comfortable on an airplane. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I've never had to fly a really long amount of time. So, you know, I've never done a real cross-country kind of a thing. Like, I think the longest airplane flight I've ever taken has been like four hours. So, come check in with me after I've gone like international or something and I'll tell you. But, you know, I just relax, throw on my headphones, and I'm pretty cool. I'm good to go. And, you know, going to Vegas is, what, hour and 20 minutes? Oh, yeah, you're going to go up and down. I mean, forget about it. I can hold the fart that long. And I appreciate that. AFC won the Pro Bowl for the fourth year in a row yesterday, beating the NFC 38-33 in Orlando. Does that become a predictor for the Super Bowl, Big J? No. Well, the AFC's won the last, not the last couple, but he's won more of a, a significant amount over the last couple of years. It's been a while since an NFC team has taken it home. Big J, the last NFC team to win a Super Bowl was? The Seattle Seahawks? Might have been. Might have been. TJ Wide had the biggest play of the day, 82-yard fumble return in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson, offensive MVP. Calais Campbell, defensive MVP. So, congratulations to those players took place in Orlando. I didn't, you know, I didn't even get to see the crowd. Was there anybody there? Uh, there was a couple people, I guess. But not like a full stadium, right? <laughs> no! <laughs> I think more people showed up for their flag football sh- game. <laughs> NBA legend Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old uh, daughter Gianna, and seven other people killed yesterday morning in a helicopter crash in California, about 30 miles outside of Los Angeles. He was 41 years old. The group was headed to Kobe Bryant's Mamba Sports Academy for a basketball tournament, flying in some morning fog that was dense enough for the Sheriff's Department to ground his helicopters. Probably shouldn't have been flying in that, but you know what? It's just an awful, terrible story. Lots of people chiming in, not only from the sports world, but the rock world as well, talking about the memories that Kobe Bryant instigates. And Probably the most touching was uh, Zach Myers from Shinedown. Zach, a huge basketball fan, right? Like, I Yes. Mean, there's only a few... Uh, you know, rock people where you can go, that guy loves basketball. Zach is one of them. He's yeah. a big Nike guy, and he was talking about how uh, he actually had a chance to meet Kobe Bryant in his last game in Memphis and how he signed his Kobe Bryant shoes, and they got to spend some time together. And it was pretty touching to hear some of the people roll in with some of the memories of uh, Kobe Bryant. Of course, he one of the best players in NBA history. His daughter just getting started at 13, which is just and the pictures of him and, and Gianna just kill me. Oh, yeah. I mean, and how much time they spent going to games and watching games together. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Heartbreaking. It just straight up awful. David Draymond is the lead singer of Disturbed. He said in a new interview that uh, the band's current touring, touring cycle will focus on the 20th anniversary of the band's 2000 debut album, The Sickness, dude. Well, I, I. He says that uh, if you go see Disturbed in 2020, you're going to be enjoying the 20th anniversary of The Sickness. They're going to get into a lot more material from that record. You'll be getting some surprises, and they want to pay tribute to what started it all for them, and they're looking forward to digging deep. Sickness was released in March of 2000, remains Disturbed's biggest-selling album, with more than 5 million copies sold. Of course, it's got Stupefy on there, Voices, Down With The Sickness, and Dan Donegan is the guitarist for Disturbed, and he told us a while back that the band never really accepted or kind of thought that the signature song 
was going to do as well as it did, nor that album. I think Down With The Sickness was like the seventh most downloaded song that was recorded in, in the 90s. It was like in a list of like four Michael Jackson songs and Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit and we were in the top ten of those songs and I was just blown away by those statistics. Those are big numbers there. I mean, we're just overwhelmed to think that we could go from a garage band in the south side of Chicago to uh, selling a lot of albums and having a fan base and making a career out of it. Disturbed has been touring behind its latest album, Evolution, which came out in October of 2018. The band recently released a music video for the song Hold On To The Memories, Big J. Do me a favor, hold on to them, huh? Yeah, holding on to some memories. Thank you. Watching Kobe Bryant play basketball. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we are going to hell. You're invited to join us. Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Earmuff, kids. Because today's We're Going to Hell story contains some explicit material. You understand? Oh, boy. Yeah. And Big J, I I don't have to tell you. You, more than anybody, know that people can have some issues in the bedroom, right? Sure. I don't know why you're saying that about me, but... It's kind of messed up. It's like some sort of bedtime shade. (laughs) But there are lots of different ways you could go to quote-unquote spice things up. And one of them may be a toy, right? You know. Sure, yeah. Santa's little helper, if you will. And so... What? That's a dog. That's a well, dog's it's name. A, it's I understand. Weird. But it could also I've be... never heard anybody refer to that as a, a sex toy as Santa's little helper. Well, yeah, I bet you Santa has referred to it on more than one occasion. So. So. What would you know? You don't believe in Santa. And so, uh, there's lots of different opportunities that you can, I guess, open up for yourself if you want to get into it. And so, this is a story about a young lady from Mesa, Arizona that uh, did exactly that in her sex life. Now listen, uh, to each their own, I'm not here to judge. Whatever you guys want to do in the the bedroom is entirely up to you, right, KJ? Yes. Uh, And so, it was one of those deals where it was date night, right, for her and the boyfriend? But what they had was uh, what's called a Vesper vibrator necklace. Are you familiar? No. It's by the company Crave, I guess. And basically, it's a necklace. And so she wore it around her neck during dinner time. What the good does that do? I'm not sure. Maybe it was like, hey, look at this is this is for later kind of stuff. But how it's a necklace, I don't know. I'd almost... I'm scared to look up the product here Did on the work computers. investigate? Not on the work computers, no. Who cares? I don't want, What's I, it called? Uh, I don't want that bouncing back to me. The Vesper Vibrator Necklace. By the company Crave. C-R-A-V-E. Crave. Does it look like a necklace? Or does it look just like a vibrator on like a chain? It is, yes, it's a very slim, cylindric, cylindric type of necklace. That Yeah, it could be a regular necklace or okay. it could be a small, okay. you know. Sex to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're... you're it, it's it's probably really good for the vibration that it uh, pr- uh, Oh, we're going to get a product review now? Right. Not, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that would be the benefit of it. So uh, the idea was, you know, she had a kind of... I mean, probably there's like a little bit of like a, ooh, we're being naughty in public kind of a thing, right? Ooh, yeah. A little bit of danger involved in it, even though they're not doing anything. It's still like, look, I'm wearing this as a necklace. Guess where it's going to be later kind of a thing. <laughs> and so that's exactly what happened. Went back to the evening, retired to the bedroom, and started getting it on. And uh, and so then, you know, they're obviously interacting with this particular toy. That's the idea of it all, right? And all of a sudden, she goes, hey, uh, hey, where, where's the toy? And he goes, uh, I don't know. And she kind of moved weirdly, and then she's just like, I don't, I don't know what... What I, I mean, do you see it? Is it? Any, and then she's like, "Hang on a second, I still kind of feel it." And he's like, "Well, that's that's not good. It's still vibrating." And she's like, "Yeah, it's still vibrating." Give me the clamps. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, uh, still vibrating." And she's like, "Yep, still vibrating." And so she's like, "Okay, listen, we can't get it. It's not there. What do we do?" The answer, Big J, 
to the emergency room. At least they hey, thought about it right yeah. away. Yeah, this isn't one of those awful things where, like, let's wait a couple days. Right. Because it's still on. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, there's some vibration going on, all sorts of stuff. Uh, turns out, Big J, they do an x-ray. They can't find it in her sexual organs. You know where it ended up? Okay, where? In her bladder. Oh, my God. It's not good. Why are we even talking about this? Just so people know the dangers, man. Sometimes these little things can get lost in places that you don't think about. Because as you had mentioned, it's pretty petite in size, right? It is. So but it, I don't know if it's that. It's like, oh my Guess God. what? Apparently it is. Uh, Dr. Uh, Leslie Marchand said that she had never seen anything like it. She got she was surprised when she did an x-ray and it wasn't in the area of the sex organs, but in the abdomen. And she was like, wow, I'm actually realizing this device is in the bladder. I've never seen a case like this in my career. Apparently, the device had actually entered the body through her urethra and went into her bladder, Big J, and then it lodged itself sideways in there. Look out. It ain't coming out. So they had to get in there and surgically remove it. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. So now the woman plans on filing a lawsuit against the company for lack of warning or on the label that said this could happen even during normal use. She said, of course, it's small and narrow in design, so it's dangerous, and it even has a detachable chain, and that's what happened. There was no chain to, like, guide it back out, I guess. Well, it shouldn't be in there to begin with. Well, uh, <laughs> right, right. Like, those are separate places, man. I don't want to get into the anatomy, but they're separate. So she says that after her horrific vibrator experience, she's going to be taking it down a notch. No more sex toys for her and the boyfriend for a while. And that's probably good. I don't know if he's a hero or a villain in this story. Uh, well, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Because you think that that would be the kind of thing you would notice the difference. I'm talking about her because right. that would be painful. You would think. But if he's been doing a great job, she might be uh, in, in uh, feeling great at that moment. So. And, and down for anything? Yeah. Just like that feels great. Yeah. Keep but going, sir. Yeah. Urethras are very different, guys. As Hank Hill would say. I got a narrow urethra. I'm sorry. I didn't do a very good job there. <laughs> One of those things where you immediately regretted it the second Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is a good joke, but uh, oh no. I haven't done the Hank Hill in a long time. <laughs> Morning after with Nicky Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. <laughs> System of a Down Lonely Day here on 100.3, the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Some advice you didn't ask for, Big J. If you're headed to Australia, which I don't think you are anytime soon, no, are you? No. Uh, if was it ever a goal of yours to go to Australia? Did no. you want to go? I kind of did, and then I started noticing like all the um, terrible things that can happen to you down in Australia. Like the, the animals just want to kill you. It's all it really is. I mean, most of them. Yeah. Not right now. Now we know uh, a person that's very close to us that spent some a uh, long time in Australia and had a great time. That would be Adam. Adam's down in Australia for a wedding and had a blast. But, uh, you know, apparently one of the things that people do when they go down to Australia is they partake in some activities. And Australia Day was over the weekend. Happy Australia Day, dude. And apparently one of the things that they do on Australia Day is they have eating contests, uh, particularly a uh, eating contest that revolves around lamington. Are you familiar with lamington? No, no, I'm not. Uh, it is apparently a very Australian dessert that includes uh, two butter cakes with some icing in between. It's got Ooh. some coconut on it. Usually chocolate-favored sponge cake is how it works, and it's a very popular Sounds Australian Sounds like a, a gout cake. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's also uh, very dense, Big J, you know, because sponge cake can be that way. Yeah. And so they have gigantic lamington cake eating contests as part of Australia Day. Well, Big J, it has been bad luck. Over the last nine months, four people have died uh, doing this. And there was a big, gigantic Australia Day celebration. And guess what happened? A, a lady died eating lamington cake. Although uh, most people die. Here's a fun fact. Most people die from choking during these eating competitions. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, as I said, the cake is very dense. And so they encourage you to kind of, as much as you can, take your time when you're trying to stuff as much lambing cake into your gullet as you can. Uh, but uh, lucky or unlucky for this woman who was in her 60s, uh, it was just a flat-out heart attack, Big <laughs> She apparently uh, uh, shoveled some lamington into her mouth and went into cardiac arrest not too soon after. I mean, they had medical personnel on site. They did some CPR, but it was all for naught. And so now they're saying, hey, guys, maybe we should stop doing the lamington 
eating contest. It's think? killing people. I mean, granted, this one's not choking. Uh, this one, I think, is just uh, when your time's up, your time's up kind of a deal. Well, also, there's only so much room in the, uh, you know, in the arteries. Also, true. that last thing must have just blocked. Could just clog it up. Like, damn. Or you know, maybe there's some excitement going on. Just yeah, yeah. Over the edge. People cheering her name. Right. Uh, so uh, three months ago, a 32-year-old man died. For, that was from Florida. That was competitively eating some lamington. And then uh, two months ago, a 64-year-old Australian man died during a contest at a pub in Townsville. So they're like, is the lamington cursed? Or is it just, you know, randos that aren't prepared to do eating contests and aren't doing very well? There's a lot or of maybe things. maybe some foods just lend themselves better to eating contests than others. Could be. That's why you stick to chicken wings, right? No, I'm done. No more eating contests. No, but when you did, chicken wings was your way to go. That was your contest yeah. of choice. Did you ever do any other kind of eating contest other than chicken wings? No. Okay. So it was just chicken wings. Because I've seen you do four or five, I think, in my time with you. And then smartly you retire. Retire uh, on top. That's right. So, well, wait, did you ever win one? Yeah. Which one did you win? Mulligans. I thought you, no, I thought you tapped out that one. No, I would never tap out. Oh, no, you did. T- you tapped out in Arizona. You couldn't handle the hot ones. Oh, yeah, that wasn't a contest, though. No, it was just a challenge. Yep. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. Do not forget, we're also going to do some pop culture smackdown. The news today. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Not a real big scary movie fan, are you, Big J? Well, I like good ones. Right, but those are few and far between. You and I can agree on that, right? Absolutely. I'm the same way. I don't tend to see a whole lot of scary movies only because they're mostly... Not really well done. But the ones like, uh, can you rattle off a couple that are really well done in your opinion, Big J? Um, yeah, the uh, the thing. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> now there's lots, but not a whole lot. Right. And so it's important to know that while scary movies are easily some of the biggest money makers in cinema history because they're not, the budget's not exactly huge. So sometimes making a good movie, or at least a profitable movie, is a good chance when it comes to horror. But there's a lot of people out there that love horror movies. Doesn't matter what they are, good, bad, and different horror you know, fans are there, and they like horror movies, period, dot the end. It's almost like the only genre of movies that are really out there that have that kind of a fan base, you know? It's not like people go, man, I just, I, I ha- I, all I want to do is see good comedy. Yeah, yeah, they'll, go, see- they'll go to The Turning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so they found out why, finally. And believe it or not, it's not the scares. You know what it is? As they did a study of about 10,000 people, and they talked about the top horror films of the last 100 years. They're creeps. And they found out, yes. But they found out that it's the anticipation. You understand? We, they get all ramped up waiting to get scared. That when the scare actually happens, it's fine. But the brain is actually more active and more into the movie and more locked in when we're anticipating like a jump scare or something coming. Like, you know, somebody walking down the hallway, you're like, oh man, something's going to pop out. Ah! And then it finally does. Right. You're like, I was ready. But it's the lead up to that jump scare that makes people get into it. And, you know, kind of is that addictive chemical in the brain that goes, you know what? I want to feel that feeling. That's fun. I like that excitement. I like that edge. I like that that anticipation. And so it's not. It's more about what you think is coming than what you actually see, which is interesting, right? Yeah, it sounds like adult movies, too. <laughs> Gross. Hey, the AFC won the Pro Bowl for the fourth year in a row yesterday, 38-33 to in Orlando, Florida. Did anybody care is the question. Not judging by no. the attendance. Uh, but cares. Lamar Jackson won the offensive MVP, and uh, defensive MVP was uh, won by Calais Campbell of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ewan McGregor is addressing the reports that have claimed that his Obi-Wan series for Disney Plus is dead in the water. He are kind of, he is countering the report, saying the series has just been pushed back over scripts. He says it's not been placed on hold, it's not been canceled, it's just been pushed back a little bit. The scripts are okay, they just want them to be a little bit better, he told the Associated Press. So uh, we pushed it back, but it's it's very dramatic, it would seem, 
but there's all sorts of crap online about it, so it's only slid back a bit. We're still shooting it. I think it'll be aired when it's meant to be, and I'm really excited about it, but it'll be fun to play that character again. So everybody's Jeez. still excited. He's trying to calm everybody down. You forgot about uh, Friday's bad impression, I guess. No, no, I didn't. But when we talked, but when we talked about it, we were talking about the delays of it. But he's letting people know because since that, over the weekend, people were like, "This thing's done. It's canceled. There's no way it's going to come." No, to I air. said that even though there were delays, it was going to come out the same time they said it was. Well, they don't have a date yet. What is that date? Tomorrow. No. See exactly. What I'm saying is that he just wants to put people's minds at ease a little bit. As the delayed news over the weekend got people all geeked up. Everything's going to be okay, all things considered. We are going to do some pop culture smackdown here in a few minutes. You're invited to join us. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we got a nice, nice prize for you this morning. Uh, tickets to go see Killswitch Engage, August Burns Red, and light the torch on uh, March 29th at the Rev Center. going to be a hell of a show, man. You just got to beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown to win those tickets. We love us some Kill Switch. You do too. How about you go for free? 208-287-1003 is the number that you would like to call if you'd like to play some Pop Culture Smackdown right about now. Big J, will it be easy or difficult for the dear listeners? Medium. All right. In between, we'll see. I mean, I think you have got a couple of these answers. We we'll never see. know. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's your name, please? This is Julie. All right, Julie. Good luck. Marlon Brando played Colonel Kurtz in this Oscar-winning movie from 1979. Can you say it one more time? Marlon Brando played Colonel Kurtz in this Oscar-winning movie from 1979. He's very crazy. Mm, I don't know. Aw, Julie. Wrong. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Good morning, the X. So hard. It's going to be hard today. Hey. <laughs> uh, here's Big J with your question. Marlon Brando played Colonel Kurtz in this Oscar-winning movie from 1979. Is that Apocalypse Now? That is right. Apocalypse Now. Nick, this stand-up comedian narrates the ABC sitcom The Goldbergs. Uh, Patton Oswalt. That is correct. Right. Video Killed the Radio Star was the debut music video on which channel in 1981? MTV. Right. That's right. What's the longest running Star Trek series of all time in terms of total episodes, Nick? Oh, boy. Um, you got a few shows to choose from. Yep. There's Deep Space Nine. There's the original run. There's Enterprise. But I'm going to say The Next Generation. That is correct. Right. Got you, you know your Star Trek stuff. Good job. What mythical bird dies in flames and is reborn from the ashes? The phoenix. Right. I'm digging deep. <laughs> digging deep. Just now to ask you trivia questions about something he references during the show. Uh, it literally came up on my uh, suggested list of <laughs> questions, though. What names were given to the three tunnels in the movie The Great Escape? Oh, no. Um, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Damn it! Right. Adam West portrayed which superhero on television? Uh, Batman. Right. It's true. Uh, and Nick, who was the first state to allow women to vote? Ooh, um, how about... This is just a guess, but I'm going to say Ohio. No, it is not correct. Wrong. Am I close? You, no. Geographically? We're, geographically, we're close to it. Oh, how about... Um, Wyoming. Yes, that is correct. Right. Second guess. Crap on the stick. Congratulations, man. You got tickets to Kill Switch Engage. Well done. You got about five questions right. You earned it, my friend. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go for that. We're going to do a run of headlines happening next in the X Rock. Listen to me. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda Subaru and their website, GoTeamSaveMoney.com. It's a great place to get started for your next new or used car adventure, whether you want a brand new Mazda, brand new Subaru, or something in the used car superstore. Check it out for yourself. You will not be sore. Headlines are as follows, Big J. This is dumb. Hell hath no fury and eat up, nerds. This is dumb. It's an interesting way to try and get help. A woman from Germany named Lonia Hager. She was traveling in a camper van with two friends in the remote Nabdkap area of Norway when there was some ice that made the road completely impassable. 
The group was scared. Their vehicle would slide down the mountain or get hit by another motorist as they waited for emergency services to reach their remote location. So the group came up with an idea. Why doesn't Lonia make a dating profile on Tinder? Where she was then contacted by a local man within minutes. The man then came to them, rescued them using a digger to cut a safe path through the ice. Now, it's not known if the hero actually got a date with Lonia, but he did save their lives and their vehicle. So, interesting. What do you think? You'd think he'd at least get a date. Well, I don't think going there with expectations is a smart play. But, you I, I, maybe if he was able to negotiate something, or maybe he's just a big fat dude who lives out in the wilderness and then there wasn't any traction there. And, and then Lonia, it's just creepy. Yeah. Okay, you know, I did take your, your vehicle out of the ice with my vehicle and then you start getting into expectations and it starts to get uncomfortable not the kind of environment you want that kind of dating atmosphere right, right? yep uh, but uh, one would guess if you have enough time to set up a tinder profile you can contact other people for help right yeah it seems signal not a problem there <laughs> right exactly like I mean you know but it worked so I guess more power to her hell have no fury or eat up nerds eat up nerds Super Bowl's this Sunday, Big J, yes? Yeah! We have a big game party at Dave & Buster's. We're inviting you to join us. We're going to be out there beginning at 2 o'clock all the way to 4 with a live broadcast game. going to start around 4.30. Do you have an idea of what you are going to eat for the big game, Big J? They're probably nachos. Nachos. Nice. Solid big game snack. Sure but they have great burgers. Oh, man. So... But the and, and you know what? Last year, I don't know if they're doing it again last, this year, but last year they had an amazing chicken wing special too. Remember? Oh yeah! And that by far and away is still America's favorite Super Bowl snack. Uh, it was revealed by the National Chicken Council. Did you know that was a thing? Of course. How do you work for the NCC, huh? Did you know they put out an annual chicken wing report? Yes. Of course. No, you didn't. It projects that Americans will eat 1.4 billion chicken wings during this weekend. Holy chicken! The record-breaking amount shows a 2% increase over last year. Basically, 27 million wings. According to the press release, having trouble visualizing that many wings, that's okay. The NCC had provided a helpful aid. 1.4 billion chicken wings laid end-to-end would stretch from the Florida coastline to California more than nine times. Damn. Nine times. It's fun, right? Yeah. If you had to guess, how many chicken wings would you say you eat in a calendar year? I don't eat very many. Yeah, it's not not as much as it used to be. Not your top of the list. Like, you'd rather have nachos these days than chicken wings, right? But, God, you do have the air fryer. It's got to be delicious, right? Yeah, it is. Why not make it more? What's happening? Uh, It doesn't take long, does it? No. You just rather would make soup? Oh, you broke the air fryer? Well, I didn't break it. Who did? It broke itself. That's not how that works. Somebody manhandled it, probably. Yeah, that or uh, the manufacturer. All right. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? This It was the smoker's fault, so now it's every piece of equipment's fault in the house would it break. In this particular case, one day it works fine, the next day it doesn't, and there's nothing seemingly to be <laughs> happened in between. Wrap it up with Hell Hath No Fury. It's an interesting form of revenge. A man from Scotland named Alan Hattel says he was worried after not being contacted by loved ones in three to four months. Then the 75-year-old did something he never thought he would find. He found a damn gravestone with his name on it in a nearby cemetery. <laughs> oh, he's dead. So now he's like, people think I'm dead, dude. And he wants him to know the truth. Then, you know, and then he found out what actually happened. His ex-wife put his grave there, man. Now, he admits he can't be sure it was her, but he says he plans to put a cover over the grave because he's not dead yet, Jack, and he needs people to understand that he's still alive. Well, who thinks he... Does the authorities think he's dead? Well, I don't know. I think the family member was just, like, visiting other family and, like, oh, I guess I guess Alan must have passed away. Son of a gun. I guess we don't need to reach out to him. And that's why it's like nobody's contacting me. Oh Everybody my thinks God. I'm dead. You're free, dude. My ex-wife just decided to put a plot next to there's some guy in a cemetery. Now people think I'm dead. Brutal. He's free. All kidding aside, A-plus prank by the ex-wife. If that, you know, that's legit. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's 2020. This is how people find out people are dead? That can't be right. You're walking by a cemetery and you go, oh, there's Ellen. Jesus. I guess oh, I didn't hear about this. How come I... That's almost like life before social media. <laughs> right. It's like if this story happened in 1985, I might buy it. But in 2020? Come on. <laughs> 
That veteran of the Free X concert series coming back to town on the 16th of next month at the Shredder. That is Crowbot and Low Life here on 100.3. The X Rocks. It is the morning after with Naked Big J, and they're just going to keep making a Big J because they just keep making money. Despite uh, maybe it's a slow or a poor reception of the last couple. They continue to make a ton of money at the box office, and so Disney's on the remake bandwagon for sure. Uh, people have, uh, they say, while The Lion King grossed over a billion dollars, nobody was really over-impressed by the CGI stuff that was involved in it. Who cares? Right. Uh, same thing with Aladdin. Although it underperformed here domestically, it made a ton of money internationally, again grossing over a billion dollars. They got Mulan coming out uh, later on this year, which, for the record, I think by the previews looks really good. Oh, yeah, it looks really good. Like, I'm into it. I really actually want to see that one, and maybe it's because I didn't actually watch Mulan the cartoon that maybe because of that it seems more original and interesting to me. Does uh, that make sense? Yeah, but, I mean, it, it looks also good. It looks really good. It looks fun. And uh, and now, next one on the list is officially Bambi. The 1942 animated feature Bambi is going to be the next one to be remade, and they say they're going to use the exact same style that they did with Lion King for this one. Obviously using a lot of CGI and then some high-priced celebrity voiceover stuff to take it to the next level, and that's what's going to happen, so you need to prepare yourself for it. Now, I'm sure that means that the beginning of the scene where Bambi's mom takes one between the eyes is not going to go over very well. It's probably going to be pretty graphic and we should be interesting to see how that goes down. But did you enjoy... Uh, here's the other part. Like, that's that and Thumper are the only things I remember about Bambi. Yeah, it's really old. Yeah, it's but really I mean, old. and I watched it. I mean, yeah. I remember watching it as a kid. I mean, it was way before my time still, but I did watch it. But I don't even remember what the plot was to Bambi. Do you? Um, I think it had something to do with the relationship between Bambi and Thumper. Right. So. I mean, it was like, uh, it was a small fun trying to find her way in the wild without her mom there to protect her. I get the idea, but I mean, was the, the was it just the nature of the antagonist? So. Now it'll be about how hunting is wrong. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, at the end of the day, that's kind of what screwed everything up there. So we'll see. Either way, like it or not. It's coming soon to a theater near you. Big J, if you're in your dream casting, who plays Bambi in the movie? Whose voice is coming out of Bambi's little mouth? Um, Scarlett Johansson. All right. See if we can make that happen. She should voice everything. <laughs> she, if it were up to her, she would. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, your bad impressions. That's next to the X-Rocks. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And Nick, we've got an awesome uh, prize. You got the mail, CDs, the old school style. Remember those? Yeah, Breaking Benjamin, uh, their latest CD, Aurora, which features a whole bunch of awesome artists uh, collaborating with the Ben is in the rest of the band. It's awesome. It is really cool. It's a bunch of remakes of break their own songs, kind of just yep. redone. And then uh, a bunch of guest vocalists on it as well. And it's fantastic. Did you listen to it at all? Yeah. It's yeah. really good. God, it's really so, good. So, I mean, uh, their songs are great anyways, but, I mean, they're just highlighted, of course, with the strings and the orchestra. It's just amazing. 208-287-1003 if you want your greasy little mitts on this thing. You're going to have to figure out who Big Jay's trying to be from some bad impressions. It might not be easy today. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. So, good luck, everybody. You're going to work for that hard copy. All right. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Am I Colorado? We're trying, man. What's your name? Nicholas. All right. Good luck, dude. Two years in a row now, I've been nominated for an Oscar. Last year, my role in Black Klansman, and this year for Netflix's Marriage Story. Oh, uh, next. I played Kyle Logan in Logan Lucky. <laughs> it's next. Like okay, you got me. I'm Kylo Ren, or Ben Solo, in the latest Star Wars trilogy. Oh, I don't even know his name. Sorry. Nothing? His ugly, his ugly right, face pops up at you, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, that's not very nice. Hello, the X. What Good morning, man. Uh, did you hear the clues, or would you like them again? Uh, leave them again. Two years in a row now, I've been nominated for an Oscar last year for my role in Black Klansman, and this year for Netflix's Marriage Story. Uh, next one. I played Kylo, or I'm sorry, I oh, played no. Kyle Logan in Logan Lucky. Uh, okay, you got me. I'm Kylo Ren or Ben Solo in the latest Star Wars trilogy. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. take that, Big J. Hello, the X. <laughs> Listen, it was Slim Pickens today. Hello, the X. <laughs> How you doing? Good, man. Did you hear the clues? God, I hope so. I did. Wonderful. And the answer is? Adam Driver. Yes, that is correct. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with that Breaking Benjamin CD. And why is Adam Driver in the news? Well, Adam Driver made a return to SNL, Nick, and uh, they went ahead and did a follow-up to Undercover Boss, the bit that they did a couple years ago when he was on, uh, and uh, Kylo Ren going undercover inside Starbase 1. It was hilarious, and uh, their uh, update of it is even funnier. There you go. Officially Big J. In so, fact, it, I, did, did, is that what actually uh, motivated you to have an undercover boss tweet? No, no, no. This was before that. Unrelated. Like, <laughs> I happen, <laughs> okay, so I happen to like undercover boss at times. Yes. And uh, boy, man, I don't know why. <laughs> I do, but I was watching, and it's always embarrassing when they get recognized. Well, it happens always, more and more now that the show has been well, around not for only so that, long. But listen, man, let's let's talk about this for a second. Let's say you're an employee that does that works at a place and has been there for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And you work a menial job for the most part, and then it's your job to uh, train a new person, right? And they come in with a six camera crew. What you should automatically think. This is Undercover Boss. Yeah, That's well, now that it's been so popular and been around for but so long, it, for even, sure. Even five years ago, you should have thought that. You should have instantly thought, why is there a camera crew following around the new guy while I'm making milkshakes? This is my Undercover Boss. Sure, but, you know, I think that we don't know the ins and outs of them uh, and how they set it up. Maybe, you know, somebody shows up. Maybe there's, even around here, for example, there's plenty of TV stuff going on. You know, but it's, so but it's different. <laughs> yes, filming a four-minute segment for news is a little bit different than filming. No, but what I'm saying, there's some plausible explanations of what, what might. But that being you. said, when they do figure it out, keep your mouth shut. It ruins the show, and you're not going to get all the monies. Okay. They do get the monies at the yeah, end Yeah, but anyway. I think they would get more if I they would go ahead and manipulate the situation. I, I don't think that's it. how it works. I think it's all predetermined what they get by the end of the episode. They're not going to go in and go, if this person recognizes me, I'll give them five grand. But I if mean, they don't, talk about how you 20. always wanted to go to space. Get yourself on that SpaceX flight. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Double down. Uh, either way, uh, Big J loves Undercover Boss, and so does Kylo Ren. That's the whole point. There's your bad impressions. We're wrapping up the show next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That is Five Finger Death Punch. That is Inside Out. And that is how we're wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Monday morning, the 27th day of January. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Gave away some tickets to things. We had a chance to talk about uh, interesting ways to spice up the bedroom. Just make sure that things don't get loose I don't know inside. if that was interesting. Well, I mean, it was certainly interesting. I don't know if it was good, but it was captivating probably. I mean, it had my attention for sure. Uh, but bad news for that young lady. Good news is she's okay, I suppose, if there is any. We also had a chance to uh, learn a little bit about how Big J and Ladders don't mix. And we're thankful that he's safe. And we're thankful that his wife won't let him get on a ladder either, which is good. She might put me on a ladder later. I was going to say, but this could be your last show, right, Big J? Yeah. It's been nice knowing everybody. I uh, appreciated all of you and uh, the things that you've uh, meant to me. You should you should let them know what's going on before they think that yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, I realized, I mean, we're getting ready to do our taxes here, and uh, I've been withholding the wrong number. Um, so it's not going to be Have you be told good. her yet? No. Okay, at all? Like, this is... The, I, oh, I didn't even know if, like, maybe you texted her or something. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if I... Maybe I'll wait a week. Basically, Big J found out that he's going to cost them thousands of dollars. Not thousands, no. but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it uh, comes out. But. You just know you're going to get in trouble, right? Yeah. You were supposed yeah. to fix it, and then you didn't fix I, it. I actually thought that I did. And so when she had gone in and uh, did some preliminary work and said, hey, this doesn't look right, uh, I, w- I tried to check last night from home, and, it, and I couldn't get in. And then this morning I looked, and I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, geez, man. Oh, geez, Rick. <laughs> Big trouble. So... Uh, I hope it all works out okay. You'll have to give us a full report tomorrow. Please and thank you. Dead man walking. Jason Drew's up next. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. We will see you tomorrow. It's the X-Rock.